0: So. so, so, hello, Hi. this this episode is it's a bit, bit of a different one, isn't it? It, it is. Because uh, we are guests on the Fish and Scripts podcast, our podcast rivals. Um, yeah. So, so you're about to hear a, a completely different theme tune and two different people, uh, like than usual. It's going to be four, four of us, four of us in a podcast. So yeah, Phil and Jack I, are
1: there as well. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if, if it's just going to be four people... Stumbling over each other's words constantly, because we all we can barely manage two. How's four gonna work?
2: Hmm.
0: Well, well, let's find out. And if you enjoy this, if you enjoy this kind of thing, uh, then uh, go to fishandscripts.com because that's that's where the rest of their episodes are. Um, but keep subscribing to us. Don't don't leave us for them because that would that's no. Don't do that. Just just no. subscribe to them as well. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, here's the show.
1: We usually count down and say a slightly rude word. Do you agree the rude word
0: beforehand? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if the magic word is bananas, uh, Jack, do you want to do a, a three, two, one countdown, and then on zero we all say bananas? Okay. Three,
3: two, one.
0: Bananas. Bananas.
1: bananas. With this- is wow. This is perfect. This is—I can see how this is helpful. <laughs> I mean, I was perfectly in sync with Jack.
0: I was perfectly in sync with Jack. I think you're fine.
1: <laughs> it was just
4: that Jack was not in sync with anyone else. I don't know yeah, that's How this, this round robin works. The thing that's nice about this, though, is that since we've been figuring out how we say the word bananas on the sly, we've actually slipped into the into the podcast, and no one realised that it had started. But. We're we're off Ooh. and running. This is, is, is this is this, it. Is look around it you. Like? You are
1: you're now in the Fish and Scripts podcast. Do you do you like what you see? I mean, if that's I look odd. away from the monitor, then it's bearable.
4: Okay. <laughs> Lovely. It's, it, well, salty. it's <laughs> salty, salty is.
0: fish and chips straight away. Straight away.
4: <laughs> straight away. The the thing that's that I must admit I wasn't quite prepared for because I mean we're. I think I can speak for both Jack and myself to say that we're delighted to have you. This is a this is a real treat for us. But one of the things that oh yeah,
0: delighted to be here. Yeah, it's it's very nice. But
4: I was a little bit surprised that you know now, now I'm used to seeing the two of you, you know, in your sound studio in Google HQ wherever you record. <laughs> Do it's you mean even, the
1: completely real diner that we always
4: sit in? That I'm is sorry, totally sorry, not a studio the, set. The diner that you clear before every recording, and there you you look very kind of approachable and human and normal um here, it's it's surprising Where's to going? me now. well now that i'm on a call with with three googlers i and i can see you in your homes you are the and odd I one expect, out i am the odd one out but i expected it of jack because he's still quite new but i didn't realize that you'd all be wearing your kind of little nooglers hat uh, is that what <laughs> you always do at home
1: we are uh, contractually obliged to <laughs> yeah i feel silly <laughs> with that one <laughs> Well, this this went off to a completely different start than I imagined it would. Yeah, I'm sorry about I thought it would be that. all about the, the, the actual content.
4: Yeah, you haven't listened too much to our
3: yeah. our <laughs> yeah. humble podcast.
4: I mean, we normally do have a, a loose format,
3: right, Jack? L- loose is the operative word, I think. But yeah, we normally start with a catch-up. Uh, you know
1: what?
3: So... You know, in the first
1: it. episode, you were promising many puns, and I feel like the puns ended with the names of the sections, and then
3: no more puns were ever We had. promised
4: a lot. We promised a yeah. lot. Uh, we we I mean, promised our...
3: every fortnight that we'd release an episode, so... It's like over-promise, under Is that yeah. your I philosophy mean, in life?
1: Mm.
4: But, now, but now we're setting that up as our philosophy, and we are delivering on that. So we are delivering bang on target on overpromise promise under-deliver, so...
0: You're over delivering on under delivery. <laughs> You're welcome. Well
4: But no, we do we do have a structure. We normally start with a catch up, which is a pun on the word catch up that we stole from
1: other people. Ah thanks for explaining it for the non English yeah. speaker here. Oh yeah,
4: yeah, I'm sorry. That's that's why we dialed back the puns for the sake of uh, reaching a global audience. But no, we do we normally do start with a little bit of a catch up just to just to know what we've been up to. And it's I don't know. I, I don't really want to just spend this entire uh, episode harping on about the, the state of the world that we're in. I was but about I have to a say, thing.
1: That, the, the thing, what have you been up to? That question is kind of <laughs> twisting the knife a bit in given the times, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so yeah. Where
3: where so have like, you been?
0: What have you seen? This, this, home? My couch? <laughs>
3: yeah, I've
0: been <laughs> in, in the kitchen.
3: That. Have you been keeping Living yourself oh, busy, whole though, So what, what have you been yeah. doing,
0: though, Soma? Have you been
4: keeping so, yourself busy
1: while you've been at home? Well, apart from... You know, reverting back to five years ago where I had a job where I was working from home every day and trying to, trying to replicate how I coped with that. Uh, I, for some reason, um, found that there's a YouTube channel of speedrunning tutorials for Zelda Breath of the Wild on the Switch, and I always l- enjoyed watching speedrunners and I thought it's not for me because you just practice the same thing over and over. There's like almost no variety, and here mm-hmm. I am now learning to speed run zelda because for some reason doing the same thing over and over is quite cathartic it's, it's very <laughs> it's very meditative in a way um, and so i think almost every night i'm trying to to beat my personal best and learning this this game
4: so what is your what is, do, are you comfortable in saying what your personal best is i mean what what is that
1: well since last night the personal best is well, okay, so the, the run that I do currently is called Great Plateau Any Percent. So I'm not doing the entire game because I'm not good enough to do that yet. I'm doing the first half of the quote-unquote proper speedrun, and okay. that's finishing the Great Plateau. If you know Breath of the Wild, it's basically when you get the paraglider, trying to speedrun to the point where you get the paraglider. And my personal best since last night is 21 minutes and 32 seconds, mm. and I submitted that speedrun to speedrun.com, speedruns.com speedrun.com which is an entire community yeah there is it's it's an amazing community and so they review the videos and they are basically the central place with the leaderboards and so if if and when that run gets verified and approved i'll be 69th on on that category (laughs) amazing um yeah and that's 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 pretty much my my Evening non-work entertainment so far. I yeah, did I buy the Assassin's Creed games, but I haven't started playing them yet because I'm um,
0: Oh, I've been playing the uh, Odyssey one. The on on Google Stadia. Uh, ah, DMs. well, I was actually surprised that they're on Switch because usually the Switch is not,
1: or the Nintendo consoles aren't powerful enough for these kind of games. But they have mm. the bundle on the Switch, and I was
0: like, all right, gimme, 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 mm. because I like the Assassin's Creed series. So I I find that I I'll play a game for a bit and then I'll either go through a period of time where I'm not playing games at all or I'm distracted by another game that I play for a bit um, and then I find that I, I'm i afraid to go back to the previous game because I have forgotten everything about mm-hmm. it and and what I want, and I've not seen maybe there are games that do this, but I've not seen any I want, like, um, you know when you start a new series of a TV show and it does the whole, you're previously on the TV yes. show Yes. I want that for the game. I want that where it's like, here's the deal, like an actual previously, your character's this, blah 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 blah, you try and do this. But then also just a bit of like Yeah here is an enemy. Um why not like give why it a go and see see <laughs> if the muscle memory give comes back. Give it and, a go. And if not if not, we'll, we can we can tell you, like, this button, this defense, this button, is defend. I this thing. It's how that. the different guns mm-hmm. and shields work. Yeah, because, like, Breath of the Wild is one of them. that I I was only playing it on flights, really. And then for a couple of flights, oh, for a bit, I didn't play it. And now I'm afraid to go back to it. Or I went back to it I was kind of like, I don't, I don't know how to play this game. I, I It's like, I feel like a beginner like but joining the game like halfway through and i'm rubbish at it and i'm just frustrated and now i'm not playing it so exactly
4: there. exactly i'm exactly the same yeah. place for specifically that game as well so when i when i hear yeah. someone's speed run time i think my time to complete that was about eight months and i and i <laughs> because it would it was exactly that it was constant like, oh. as well which was <laughs> yes surprising my thumbs are sore after that but uh, yeah I I, I I need exactly the same thing
1: I feel like then mm. I I'm, I I play very few games, but the games that I do play, I get into quite heavily and, and I commit to them. It's very few games, like, pull me in. Like, I give them a try and I'm like, after a day or two, I'm like, eh, mm. not really my thing. So I have, like, Breath of the Wild, I have League of Legends, and those are the games I play. And yeah. it's pretty much that. Every now and then, like, one game comes in maybe, but at this point, I'm more like, I'd rather watch someone else play the game who is better at games than me and tell me about it so i'm i'm, I'm every now and then i do watch like let's plays on youtube but mm. i'm not investing the time to play them myself which sounds yeah. a bit sad like i think teenage sum would be very disappointed in adult
3: sum. <laughs> <laughs> um on your on your speed run you said you were what 20 something minutes what is mm-hmm. the number one time mm-hmm. i think that? the the number one is around like
1: 14 15 minutes
4: you're off the page. There's still nice. ways
1: ways to go. But also there's yeah. many obvious mistakes in my current run. Because it, it is apparent it is it is quite hard. There's there's parts that are like, you know, random in the game, so sometimes you just get unlucky that certain enemies don't react the way you need them to. And it's, it's also just straight up hard. I am yeah just takes time. <laughs> like, the interesting thing is it's a website that collects your, your runs and your practice runs and basically analyzes your times, like where should you spend your time practicing, blah, blah, blah. Oh but there's also a projection curve on <laughs> uh, from the improvements you've made over time, how much longer do you need to train to reach a certain time? And that is actually quite interesting to see that if I spend a couple, like two, three more hours on, on runs, I should, I should get sub 20 that's, you that's can go goal. a long way down that rabbit hole, can't you? I, I oh, have yeah. no idea. It doesn't. I don't know why
4: I'm surprised because anything like this, of course, there's going to be a massive community of people kind of squeezing every I mean, last drop. I mean, have out you all. heard
1: of of awesome games done quick (AGDQ)? I've not. So twice a year, there is an event called Awesome Games Done Quick, or in the summer, it's called Summer Games Done Quick (SGDQ), and it's basically a week of a non-stop 24/7 stream where. All kinds of games are speedrun back to back, and uh, they collect donations for cancer research. And hmm. so twice a year, you have this marathon of all kinds of games that are being speedrun. You can just tune in on Twitch at any point in time or watch the videos afterwards, um, and just see that community come together every year to collect up to like two, three millions every year, something like that. Wow, that's actually it's it's pretty insane. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a lovely community. Su- They're very welcoming. And, like, there's a Discord dedicated to Zelda speedrunning. And if you just ask a question, like, literally three people will help you and review your videos on where you can improve your technique or what went wrong, why the certain trick didn't work. And, you know, some games are very si- simple in the sense that you just run the game and you need to find the optimal path. Other games break the game and, like, glitch out of bounds and mm-hmm. do, like, RNG manipulation and set up the memory that they get the certain weapon drop that they need it it is a whole science in itself and always like everything will be completely scienceified, but it's i'm a big fan of this entire movement it's very enjoyable
4: to i mean it's it's easy to uh kind of be fascinated with like the minutiae of some of these things i know that uh, jack is a massive nerd when it comes to playing games that turn turn his day turn his his fun into like logistical management that
3: sounds like a Factorio player Yes, oh. so I've played Factorio, but my, my latest game is called Transport Fever 2, which is exactly what it sounds like. You have to run Is it a better logical... than Transport Fever 1? Trans... I didn't actually play Transport Fever 1. Oh. Um, so you're casual. So I, c- yeah. I cannot comment. If you've ever played Open Transport Tycoon, it's basically a modern version of, of that. But yeah, I I do sometimes feel that I, I finish a day of work where I'm programming and solving problems and then load up a game where I just program and you solve just different to... problems. <laughs> Oh, I thought so, it was a kind of game like Truck Simulator, where you just drive a truck across the highway no, for a couple of no, hours. No, it's not like that. You are managing these transport networks, so routing goods and trains and buses and all, <laughs> around the map. And See, so that...
1: Factorio <laughs> tickled me in the right way, but I just didn't get hooked enough. Like I, I, I kind of wanted to get into it and wanted it to become my new obsession, but it just didn't. But I, but I love uh, the game on a conceptual level. I've yeah. been
4: going down a completely different... Avenue for the games that I've been playing recently because you know being stuck at home a little bit, like uh, my wife and I wanted to play some some games together and it I hadn't I wasn't really aware of these kind of couch collab uh, games. It's like a whole genre dedicated to that. Um, and the first one we we played on the on the Switch was recommended to us. It was called Overcooked Two. I don't know if you've come across nope. this. It, it looks lovely. No, nope. yes. no, nope. nope. I've heard <laughs> nope. the name, but I've never
0: <laughs> played it. I, I I find that game too stressful like yes. I literally I, I come away like just feeling like an absolute mess i can't i can't <laughs> play that game
4: we played it for about an hour and that's and then we were like should we turn this off and never come back to it yeah let's do that because we yeah. were get. i mean it looks lovely and i can see that there's there's fun to be had there but we were getting stressed about not doing the washing up fast enough and i <laughs> i already have that i don't I already need
1: do that. i already get yeah. told off in real life for not doing the washing up yeah. i don't think i need a game to like amplify that whole sentiment yeah. Yeah, so we were getting straight. I about think it's too. amazing that you're still together.
4: We didn't play it for long. I think another hour, and uh, it would have it would have been all over for us. But then we, we moved on mm-hmm. to playing uh, snipper clips. I think I think yes. Jack, oh, no, Jake. No, Jake, you recommended that. That's so much fun. It. So much yeah, fun, like two ridiculous game. little kind of paper cut out shapes, and you have to stand over each other and overlap, and then snip each other to be different shapes to solve <clears> problems. I. I, it was hard to describe that without doing hand gestures which were no use to anyone but uh, it helped me articulate it. But um but, but those kind of logic games where you don't have a time
1: limit and you could just kind of sit there and potter around. Uh those Can have you been, play snipper clips with someone who is not in the room? Can does it do like internet multiplayer? Uh I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I, I think it would be
4: difficult, but uh but yeah, I could what, maybe so. What what why? I, There's I, a lot of
0: communication needed. Yeah,
1: oh, it is. It well, does I mean,
4: test your communication skills a little bit. Oh, we can
1: add Skype. I'm just wondering because, like, I have a friend who has the game and we played it a lot. But she is in in Cambridge. Oh, have you just been playing it alone? What single player? No, has like, just, like we played it a shape before. Doing before nothing, this <laughs> rotating, snipping itself. No, it's just <laughs> before this whole thing happened. The whole quarantine thing happened. Like we sometimes would meet up here and play that game when she was here. And now she is obviously back in Cambridge, and I'm here, and we like maybe now that I was thinking like maybe you could still play it that would be kind of cool Mm. but yeah maybe they just didn't build it in because they figured they would need voice or something yeah I mean I
4: I don't know if it's we we we've only played it just on our on our couch so I haven't gone gone further than that but it it is a lot of fun I'm glad I was glad to get that recommendation um it was worth every penny so too was uh, Piconiku have you come across Piconiku anyone oh man it it cost me 90 pence on the Nintendo store and I don't know how to describe it other than it's a two player game and you're kind of it's like a little platform kind of puzzle runner type thing and each each character is a a baked bean with long legs is the best I can describe it (laughs) Uh, and it's, it's had us in fits of laughter kind of playing that where you're just trying to kind of get over obstacles and move around and you don't have many controls but one of the things you can do is kick and you kick with these long legs at a random direction and you occasionally talk <laughs> each other a little oh I said a naughty we're we gonna have to you you kick each other uh and uh you send each other flying and I don't know some somehow it appealed to our uh inner inner child we, we've both been giggling playing that I'd recommend that one heartily if you uh have someone to play with. I mean, for 90 pi oh,
1: I, can't I'll, mm. I ha- I'll. I'll have to take a closer look. It. I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm.
4: look as as yeah. visually rich as Overcooked Two, but Overcooked Two made us gnash our teeth. This one just made us grin. So that's that's what I needed.
1: I to say that, that because we were talking games, Jake uh, shared on Twitter a couple of days ago. Yeah. A, a a game that threw me back to to my school
0: days. You don't know Jack. Which is actually quite yes. good uh, for so, this podcast. <laughs> uh, 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 American folks might have might be more familiar with uh, you don't know Jack because it's it's still a thing that goes right. There's like the Jack party pack things. Um, Wait, it's still being but, developed. Um, so they do the party packs, which uh, at one point did include the quiz, uh, but ah, uh, it's a bit rubbish like some of the other party games they do are good but the, the quiz is like, I don't know the humour doesn't really work for me I don't know if if it's because the humour is bad or w- if it's a cultural thing because I, I never played the original uh, American version but the original English version, the British version like I, I played that game so much that I know like pretty much all of the questions off by heart and someone has built a web version of it like it's unofficial um, it doesn't have all the features of the original game but the the humor's there it was um the writing team was was a really good british comedy writing team like uh mel and sue were, mm. were involved uh, like off of the bake-off uh and paul k does the main voice like paul Kay is the what's his face from game of thrones but he's also a comedian like uh like british folks would know him as, as dennis pennis mm. um but it's the, the humor in the game is really well done. It must have taken them forever to write and record it because it's just so much content in there. And yeah, it's on it's on the web now uh, ydkj.co.uk. Uh, it's 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 absolutely brilliant fun. It's you know dated but like so really take back to much I played job. it in German because in Germany
1: mm-hmm. they bought a German version. I thought the same thing like it must have been so much work to record of in the, in the and the humor was actually pretty good. In the german version which is unheard of for anything german really but (laughs) i I, when i play when i played the british like this british web version like the the music just brought me so much nostalgia and it was kind of interesting to see the the british version on this whole thing and just going back to jack attack it's like good old times but uh, if if you have played the game or if you not have played the game i i would recommend giving it a spin because it's it's a it's it's a kind of game. O- not origin, a game genre that doesn't seem to be really made nowadays anymore. Like, I don't think there's anything competing
0: in that kind of well, type of you game. S- you say that, but, like, uh, you know, I do I do a pub quiz semi-regularly. Um, and so I keep an eye out on quiz games on various platforms. And uh, the there is a game called uh, Knowledge is Power on the PS4, which is kind of like a, a modern quiz show. It doesn't really have the same humor... As you don't know Jack, but it's a really, really nice game to play. Um, the most recent one I've got is is one called It's Quiz Time, which I, it's a few years old now. Um, although they brought out like some, a special set of questions for for twenty nineteen, and it's it's quite good because you play with your smartphone, even though the game's on the PS four. Mm. Um, the questions are quite balanced. I, I kind of it's interesting thinking of how it was developed because the 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 quiz the reader the quiz host. Uh, the voice is clearly text-to-speech. Um, and it's kind of like a robot character to, to sort of make up for some of that. But I think the questions are also auto-generated, which I think is kind of <laughs> cool. Like, What? I, I think they've plugged it into Wikipedia and given it just some sort of vague topics. So, like, the, some of the questions are like, which of these animals lays eggs? Uh, and I think they've just managed to create, like, You know hundreds of versions of that question by just plugging it into wikipedia or like you know which country uh, is is this town in and like this city in and they've just been able to generate questions like that by by using wikipedia which i think is is fascinating and it kind of works i mean it 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 does sort of lack some of the sort of personal touch that you get from like knowledge is power and that you don't know jack but it, it means they have just thousands and thousands of questions that's incredible. Um, if that's that, the way that it works,
4: it, that is incredible. And the the protect- ever... like the
1: humor that might just emerge accidentally from that is Yeah. Is, yeah. Is I'm wondering if sometimes you get like these super obscure questions like what is the left ventricle of your of a cow's
0: heart called or something like <laughs> <laughs> it could probably get <laughs> well, look, super it's obscure. one of Which of these sci-fi f- series features a uh, Worf and the choices were Star Trek Next Generation, uh, Star Trek Deep Space 9 and Battlestar Galactica and I think it was a, a misfire in the system because Worf is in two of those <gasps> and and so there was a moment of like hmm what would the computer like <laughs> what would the crawler have figured out <laughs> you know and it's like well he was originally in next gen so I put that and that was the correct answer so yeah it's like obviously it's not a perfect system but it's yeah it's you know it's it's a fun game that's amazing I love that there's um so
4: one of the things that I've I've uh, I've noticed that I haven't tried yet but since we're all currently you know spending more time in our homes uh, and you know not spending any times in pubs um so one of the pubs in in st albans uh, my local town um they're doing uh virtual pub quizzes um mm. and i haven't i haven't participated yet but i'm going to try it next week i think we're going to try it next week um but they're also doing uh Deliveroo of alcohol so they're like and i have i that was kind of that's pretty smart and i don't i don't know what the format or what the uh how you know what what you can order but the idea of okay well we're just going to have to try and make a way for our services to get to people wherever they are and i don't know i i think the combination of those two might be might be kind of fun it'll be weird but doing a pub quiz remotely um i kind of like the idea of that i'm I'm tempted to give that a try
0: Mm. well our local is is doing the beer thing as well and the system is basically bring a container and we will fill it with beer and charge you for the quantity
4: so it, it kind of falls under the uh necessities uh, shopping that you you're doing
0: yes actually on that topic i was um i, I was out doing actual necessity shopping uh, uh but on my my route home took me past um uh, poundland and so poundland do these amazing chocolate liqueurs right like there's little chocolate liqueurs. Wait, when you say yourself. amazing listen to yourself for a second mate yeah. <laughs> right mate when you say amazing i'm telling you they are worth every every penny <laughs> every single 1 pound you pennies. spend in... and <laughs> and you get and you get lo- you get loads of them and they're quite small and so they're a lovely little work from home treat right so just like and it, and it's like oh it's it's like nice chocolate and also it feels a bit naughty cuz it's whiskey and this I'm, explains so much yeah
3: this yeah I, I,
0: I bought loads of these like at christmas cuz i love them so i just like but but due to working from home a lot my supplies are running low oh. so um walking past the poundland i thought oh, i'm just gonna just gonna just gonna pop in here and there was a a burly man at the door uh that kind of stepped in front of me and was like uh, excuse me sir uh we're only letting people in who are shopping for essentials uh could you tell me what you're in here to purchase and i just sort of looked kind of guilty <laughs> and was like I'm here to buy chocolates, and, <laughs> and this man just just stared at me. But um, this woman who was who was on the checkout just shouted up, it "Was like, did you say chocolate?" And I was like, "Yeah," and she went, "Well, that's in the top five essential items in my book." In you come, so, oh bless her, so and I went. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't have any of the chocolate liqueurs.
1: <laughs> I would have loved to it... see your face when you say "I need chocolate" and then come to the checkout
0: counter with just like alcohol. With chocolate. Yeah. yeah, well, I, I walked out with a massive Toblerone and three boxes of matchmakers because, like, I felt guilty not getting anything. So <laughs> you had to so, buy yeah. something. Yeah, your choices. That's, that's are a tough
3: challenge. Like, what what makes it essential for one person versus another? I mean, how can you? That's I haven't yeah. heard of many shops asking that question. No, I, 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 I would never. Have
0: the, the amount of chocolate i left with i would i would have questioned whether that was for personal use because there was quite a lot <laughs> uh,
4: also the if you're gonna if you're gonna lie for i mean i'm not suggesting that you would because you know of course you wouldn't uh, you're an outstanding citizen but if you were to lie to try and you know to get past that security guard, you've also got to you know temper that lie with the realization that it's a pound land so it's like what what essential items are there I'm here for an epi pen. Well, don't come to Poundland for your EpiPen. Go go somewhere else for that. I don't know what the right the right pitch is for that, but I
0: I need three white t-shirts and a writable <laughs> audio CD. <laughs>
4: My pan scourer is almost completely worn out. I need, I need in. I've I've also got just a wonderful image of you sitting at home, working from home in your now slightly tatty noogler hat. Just like, just flamboyantly <laughs> munching on chocolate liqueurs to get you through the day. If ever ever there was a more decadent image of someone who works at Google, and the, 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 here it is being reinforced for me.
0: So uh, here's a bit of related trivia. Do you know what the difference between a writable data CD and a writable audio CD is? Uh, no. Two, uh, 3 pounds ninety nine. You're on the right lines there. The <laughs> only difference between the two is size. Oh, wait, is one the of them is more thing? expensive because money goes to the music industry for the sale. It's technologically exactly the same thing. Oh, is that right? Is this
1: is this
4: the
0: kind of yeah, thing abso- where
1: only abso- the, the writable audio CD is allowed to put like a certain logo on the front, while the data CD
0: is not allowed to do that? Very possibly. I'm not sure about the logo stuff, but it's it, it is exactly the same CD. Think, so I can buy a
1: writable data missing. CD and just write audio data to it and it will play in an audio CD player.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Brain. Thank
4: goodness. I was I was running out of uh, media <laughs> to be able to save my <laughs> oh, yeah. my audio, file, audio files too. Um, that, that was going to be a worry. In fact, th- that kind of takes me on to another... We're not getting... Let's be honest. I'll I'd be, I'd be amazed if we get out of our catch-up. I mean, this is... We're all, we're very much off <laughs> off piece, but but what the hell? Um, one of one of the other things that's been a little bit different uh, for me while while being at home is um, when, here's something I haven't advertised too widely. I recently joined a choir. I joined a, I joined a choir, and now now Jake cool. is pulling a face that um, I'll see if I can articulate for everyone. J- Jake is very aware that I am pathologically allergic to karaoke. Uh, he and I have had <laughs> that experience. And I'm Terrified about singing in public, um, and don't really. Do enjoy you know it.
1: what a choir does? <laughs> so yeah. it's an odd choice,
4: isn't it? It's an odd choice. Uh, Good uh, time I, to join one, though. I, I, <laughs> I nailed the timing. In in my yeah. defence, I joined it just shortly before society shut down, and I had to stay at home forever. Uh, but uh, but I no, I I joined this massive. So my wife had been doing it, and i you know I'd seen a little glimpse into it, and it's a choir that does like popular music. So it's like things that I'd recognize, and it's massive as well. this one I go along to is two hundred people, so I kind of vanish into anonymity and I get to sing the bass part, so it's in a range that I've finally able to sing and I was loving it, really, really good fun, a bit of a bit of a kind of exercise in being brave, but really started to enjoy it now that's happening remotely, and it's happening kind of on on lockdown so one of the things that I'm doing at home is uh virtual choir practice uh and it's it so it doesn't really work as a thing on mass yeah because we we know about the three
0: two one banana situation so exactly
4: and you try and get 200 people to say three two one banana it's not it's it's
0: it's like
1: one person just playing the music or stuff or whatever like or giving the beat and then everybody mutes themselves and just sings along in their own part
4: it's exactly that it's uh like the the choir leader with a piano kind of playing and saying, "Right, this is what the bass is singing," and then leading you, and then you kind of echo it. And she does it as a live stream. And so my wife and I have different parts that we sing. So we we stand in our living room in front of the TV, uh, <laughs> singing like on our own with this piano accompaniment. I live in a you know a semi-detached house. We've got neighbours through the wall, and I. <laughs> I can only (laughs) apologise to them because it's not good at the best of times, and the only reason I'm able to do it at all is we have a glass of wine first to kind of lower the (laughs) inhibitions. And the liquid courage. I've turned into some bizarre cliche, and
3: I'm I'm embracing it. Yeah, is is it a rock choir? It's rock choir. Is it the rock choir? Yeah. So my parents do their local rock choir. So that makes you, you know any different about it but my you're parents. in line <laughs> with jack's parents that's what yeah. he's saying. i, that's, I am that's
4: under no I'm illusions going. about this i i i've never we would joking about serma being like our diversity inclusion in this in this podcast i've never felt like such a novelty uh entering this room um everyone is of a certain event, certain age it's almost entirely women of a certain age uh and so i was I was, I was pretty hot stuff as I walked into that room. I got quite a bit of Oh, a young man, uh, which was – it may have factored into my going back. I won't lie. May or may not. I think, I think they were delighted just to see that I, I came back after the first haster session. But it was brilliant. It's really, really good. But yes, rock I, choir. When
0: you,
1: when you said about the neighbors potentially or potentially not listening or being disturbed, I feel like that's one of the changes I've seen in my neighborhood that people – are just being embracing the awkwardness a bit more like i my my partner and i decided to you know we can't go to the gym we're going to do our sports at home and so sometimes Mm. we are in different rooms doing our own routine but also every now and then we do like something together and so we Mm. tried out a, a yoga routine i've never done yoga and it turns out i'm incredibly bad at it um but so we were here in the living room doing um questionable and visually quite uh unappealing exercises and then realized that our neighbors were standing at the window looking over oh. and being like fair, fair gotta do your exercise somewhere and I was like that just seems like how the state of a society has gone it's just like it's I, I think all power all right. to you I,
4: I think uh, um, you know taking on the challenge and doing that in the living room together yeah. is is fantastic I actually cast more judgment on the fact that your neighbors stand outside your window gazing in that's <laughs> that's a, that's a terrifying. It's like your creepy image.
1: Well, it's in central London. You don't know your neighbours, so I, I mean, you're care, on the fourth floor was... as well. So they—they're like at a ladder
0: at the window. <laughs> <laughs> it's a commitment. I uh, whenever I think about yoga, I think about as a. Uh, I, I won't. I won't name them, but a, a upstanding member of the web development community. Um, I met. I met up with, um, and he was incredibly hungover, and he'd also just been to yoga. And uh, the story he told was like He warned me, do not do yoga uh, With a hangover Um, He said during one of the poses He um, Unfortunately let off a a Large bottom event Um, (laughs) Bottom event And the way he described it was uh, And I will never forget this He said, it sounded like someone dropping a wet towel On the floor (laughs) 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 That oh. is unfortunate. That's incredible. That's incredible.
4: Incredible. I don't. I honestly don't know where to go from that. Um, I just amazed. Maybe it took this us... is the perfect
3: transition yeah. to the next. Yeah. <laughs> it took us half an hour for Jake to talk about you know bottoms or the who had, who, or had or or an an hour, who had half an hour. Who had half an hour? So in the who the had step. that in the <laughs> Yeah. Maybe we should we should move on swiftly to our catches of the day. We have Let's multiple today, given there are so many. I mean, Which we might have want to cherry pick
4: with? because otherwise, this, this, this episode's going to be two and a half hours long. A long. I know people've got more time on their hands,
3: but goodness. <laughs> but yeah, where should we start, Jack? I don't know. Should we talk about. I feel like we've talked about working from home a fair amount already and, and the adjustment there. So let's maybe uh Let's maybe move, to move me, on. Jake. To yeah, Jake, you had something around safari and double keying. And I don't Ooh. know what any of those words mean.
0: Well, that's good because like, so safari.
3: <laughs> I. Only use Chrome, so oh, ah, come on, waving Jen. the Google yeah. flag. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to talk about the, and it's good that you don't know about it because uh, this will hopefully be new new to you, and you can ask all of the correct questions uh, if I don't cover anything <laughs> properly. Um, but for a long time now, Safari has been doing this um, fascinating thing uh, with third-party content now we know that like Safari has really been pushing uh, reducing what third-party content can do Mm -hmm. Um, the double-keying thing is a a, an older feature like it's a few years old now Um, so what Safari will do if you have an iframe uh, on a page um, so you've got origin a on the outside so like you know example.com or or whatever and then you've got an iframe to like. I don't know news.com or whatever news.com will not be able to access its first party storage and stuff like that like it will act as if its origin is example.com plus news.com so it's 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 like it gets a fresh set of uh, of storage it gets like its own uh, set of local storage it gets its own set of cookies it gets its own like service worker so if I you know, navigated to Facebook as a normal thing
1: and I logged in and then another page embeds Facebook in an iframe, I would not be logged
0: in in that iframe. Well, correct. Unless you then logged into that Facebook in the iframe and you could log into a different account and your, your top level in one page would be like different. Yeah, you'd be logged in a different account to the one that's in the iframe on that particular site. So does that mean
4: that as a... As like a, a tenant site within that iframe. If I'm if that site is embedded in in different kind of uh, parent iframes, in each instance, it's going to have a completely different resource that it it has access to locally. It's like in the context of this embed. Is that is that what that means?
0: Yes, yes, and it's it's the same for the HTTP cache as well. Like the, the HTTP cache will also be what what they call so it's called double keyed because the key becomes the like the the, the origin of the parents plus its origin. So that's the, the yeah, the two keys that are in play there, um, and this just cuts down like what third-party trackers can do, because yeah, in, in that case, the inner page only knows the information it holds for itself plus the, the parent uh, that combination, so it doesn't know the top level stuff. So that's mm-hmm. so you said you talk about iframes, but I mean, there's also things
1: like, you know, CDNs hosting jQuery or something, which is a separate domain. Does it include? Like, does this affect script tags and like fetches and stuff?
0: Yes, it does. Yeah, so it affects the HTTP cache. So you, yeah, that, that kind of shared CDN thing. So the whole thing is like, include something from a benefit. CDN. Oh. Wait, what? So it's possible they have exceptions for particular CDNs, but it would be exceptions. But yeah, generally, so that means like, if you've got this, this shared CDN with jQuery in, uh, my site requesting it versus your site requesting it in Safari will create two entries in the cache. Like, it, it
1: uh, yeah. There's no benefit if, at that point, except that CDNs have... Possibly a more stable network and are closer to you geographically or to your users geographically.
0: But if you've loaded your page, then you know you've had to have your connection work for that, and then now you have to spin up a new HTTP connection to yeah. go to the shared CDN. So it's it's probably a net negative, uh, almost certainly. Well, so is this a at new evolution?
4: Is this is this new, or is or is this some, the way that is beh- been behaving for a while? And I'm
0: this is something they've been that. doing for for quite a while, mm. um, although they keep making changes to it. So. There are some rough edges around this, like I say, like service workers are, are, are fully double keyed. Uh, Index DB just fails in an iframe, which is kind of a, a rough edge.
1: In Safari, yeah. you mean specifically?
0: Oh yes, yeah, so I'm only talking about Safari. Okay. Um. So yeah, there's a, there's a kind of inconsistency there. Um. But now they're also they're, they've introduced um, request storage access. I'm naming the API off the top of my head, so I might have got those three words in the wrong order mm. and this is a an api that a um an iframe can call which is essentially saying please give me my top level uh cookies unfortunately it doesn't work for any of the other storage uh, like it, it's kind of It's a great name then well well done <laughs> yeah yeah i, I complained <laughs> about it a bit on twitter but but it means like for certain systems, and and if you call this method, it shows up a big scary prompt. Like the scary prompt is like, you know, do you want this? Uh, and it will give you the origin of the inner iframe to be able to track you um, and <laughs> and enter eat your all house your money and yeah, and you know, just yeah, t- take a, you know, access your bank account and take all your money. Um, but that's that's the method that they've got for for you know, sort of getting a route back up to to first party storage. But yeah, it's I I think it's a fascinating system. I actually the double keying thing I think is really really good, mm. and I I think it's something that that all browsers should do. I think it should be done consistently, so it should have index DB in there as well. Um, is Chrome looking into it? Yeah, I I think well we've got this sort of long term plan for the anti tracking stuff, which I I think is landing in a I think we said I think we said twenty twenty two. I hope that's right. correct. Um, whether it's sooner or later than that uh, we'll, we'll see but um, yeah so we're looking at lots of different ways of, of doing that um, because you, you've got like other problems as well beyond like because you've got things like post message um, that can communicate data even just putting things in the, the um, query string of the URL could be passing data from one site to the other that sort of stuff so there's, there's you know there's a lot a lot you need to do to, to kind of solve this problem completely and it's it's something that they Safari have pioneered with these things, uh, and they're continuing to iterate on it. I know Firefox is Firefox is looking to do the same thing, and I think they are doing the same thing currently. Or they certainly are under Nightlies, but only for particular origins that they know to be trackers. Um, so they sort of enable double keying in uh, storage partitioning for for those for those sites. But yeah, I think it's I think it is something that we will see happen to all browsers um, at some point. It's just finding ways to enable um things like OAuth to still work. Mm. Um and, and I think Safari right now is just sort of like has a, a whitelist of sites that that can or, or they detect OAuth in some particular way, uh, to not break those kind of login systems.
4: It seems really sensible to me that um, you know, a a site which is embedded to something else will have a slightly different access to a slightly different kind of local set of resources that I can I can see the benefit of that I'm I'm a tiny bit um, nervous when you mentioned uh, asking permission to grant access to, to other things the notion of having more pop-ups and requests for access to things just willy-nilly as we enter sites so we just it seems like we're drowning in that because we as developers often ask for things you know without telling the user why they might need it or what you know it's just like we're going to need some stuff give us that the moment you arrive on a page and i don't know there's a there's a bit of uh i don't know people are getting weary I know I'm getting weary of just like oh I've got to what what am I giving access to just as I've just followed this link that someone sent me I don't even know what I'm doing here yet so that that worries me a tiny bit
0: yeah I don't like the state of this API um I don't like the state of it for because of yeah the notifications and scary so you really I mean, you would only use it in absolute emergency situations, which maybe is the intention. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other part of it is that it isn't giving you access to the storage. It gives you access to cookies and that's it. And, and if we were to make an API like that, but actually covers all uh, storage, that's terrifying. Like to, to think of how to do that is things like, well, if you've got hold of cache API objects from your, th- your double keyed storage, what happens to those? If you've got an open IDB connection, what happens there? Mm. If you've got like a service worker and an ongoing fetch to that service worker, we're either gonna switch that service worker to another service worker or no service worker at all. Um, and sort of making all that work is, is gonna be really hard. Um, it would be much easier if you went from having no storage access to having first party storage access, because then things like service worker request like register would just fail, IDB would fail. And then it would work, but whether the web has you know that might not be compatible with the web to just disable all storage when mm. when you're in an iframe might not be compatible with the web. That's a, there's a mm.
4: there's a there's a phrase that's going to put the fear in everyone's hearts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we got quite far with the um, uh, same site cookie stuff. I I was surprised that that seems to be going pretty well so far.
1: Ah, oh, it's still um, scaring me. Like because we we intern what we had it turned on as an experiment google internally and it broke a lot of things but i guess that's why we did it like we dogfooded it first internally like every i think as far if i remember correctly every google employee got it turned on automatically um, mm. and pretty much all our internal sites stopped working and it turned <laughs> out that same site cookies were to blame and good they're test. like well
0: we might need some more time on this Oh. yeah so same site cookies have that uh, are basically kind of similar to the double keying thing it, it means that um if you're in iframe then uh cookies won't be sent uh for for that site so you'll get like the logged out view and it's the same like if you're making a a a cause request from site a to site b it won't it just won't contain uh the cookies unless they do a very particular opt-in which says i want these cookies to be included so it's not a tracking protection because it just means that you know tracking sites could opt out of this cookie thing um but it's it solves a lot of the uh, csrf bugs in the web um but yeah i thought it would break loads of stuff but it, it seems to be going okay so far but i think we've got our we've got our finger hovering over the revert button uh <laughs> Right now, because of because of the coronavirus thing, because like, it you know we're really worried that um, making a breaking change to the web right now is yeah m- maybe not the, maybe not the right time eh
1: a bad idea tm
0: <laughs> did so, i did
4: i see the um, yeah. like development on or rolling out releases of Chrome has either been halted or slowed down or so, as a response to this yeah. as well did i see that correctly
1: yes i actually now i don't know the details i think we're st- we're sticking to Chrome eighty one for now um yep. skipping 82 and so the beta and canary are on 83 and we're going to like that development is going to happen on 83 basically mm. but we're not going to push that to stable so nobody's going to get like a major chrome update um until we feel we are back to like a normal enough state that that's mm. acceptable to do we w- like and only security patches will be rolled into 80 so there will only be security patches for a while that's how i remember the statement i should, we should probably link to the official statement in the in the show notes or something yeah, that's but that's idea. i think that's the gist of it
3: yeah a lot of work streams have been paused as well if they're doing any bigger like refactorings or even stuff like that it's just pause so so hmm. that can't even land on onto the which teams range. are doing big refactorings jack who knows Surma. who knows i can't <coughs> think of a single one uh but yeah a lot of a lot of work that would potentially be risky is not being merged such that if there was a security patch or anything you would you can just layer the security patch in without having to to ship risky stuff so yeah things have slowed down a little bit, which is the right decision, but yeah, we should definitely link to the blog post that that has all the details it's
4: interesting that that's you know an organization is is acting in this way and kind of just responding in that way it's it's kind of nice to see it's it's kind of uh, also a bit of a sign of how um, ingrained in our everyday kind of activities some of these things are. You know, the the fact that these browsers are now evergreen and roll out all the t- frequently uh, and we don't have to take any action for that to happen. Um, we've just kind of got used to that. It's, it's it was, not, not the case that we used to
1: have at all. I mean, it used to be like pulling teeth trying to upgrade browsers. It was amazing to see that um, we had some graphs where... Whatever country had issued a some form of a lockdown, stay at home order kind of thing, the the API usage metrics for media APIs, so video, microphone, web RTC, started spiking on that day. Because people are now starting to, to use the web to like do video calls and these kind of things. And I thought it was really, really interesting to see. Um and I have to say, all in all, like I I I am quite quite happy with how Chrome specific, but also Google as a wider company has been handling this entire situation. Like, there, you know, there's, there have been things in the past where I was not on board with how certain things have been handled, but um, mm-hmm. this is one of the situations where, like, they're actually doing really nice things and reacting, handling this quite, quite well.
0: But I would say that I don't think that, like, I don't think it's bad if people are still like push, pushing out features right now. I mean, Google's Chrome's in the particular position that it's got so many users, especially a lot of non-tech users, and the web is an important resource right now. Um, on the other hand, like Glitch is, is rolling out their you know their paid model uh, where you can pay to have like the you know Glitch things that that run permanently don't have some of the limits, and I think it's a great time to be doing that um, yeah. because you know <laughs> we're stuck at home uh, you know and Glitch is you know a, de- a resource for developers, right? So you know having a, a place where you can uh, do more with glitch stuff, I, I think it's a great time for them to be uh, releasing that. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree.
4: Um, can I? Uh, so we're we're you know coming up on fifty minutes, so I th- I feel like we have to pick and choose. Um, although I'd just like to wibble all day, but do I do I dare ask a, another question about uh, some potential hot drama? Um, and I feel like maybe you've uh, you you might have wandered into some of this territory already. Uh, uh jake with some of your talk about uh, the double keying but the, like the the developments or the uh the news about how safari are going to be timing things out with service workers and expiring service workers i don't feel like i understand exactly what's happened there um and it feels like a good opportunity to, to ask ask this group who might be opinionated about it can you can you shed any light on that and do i do i dare pull at that thread
0: yeah, so what they're doing is they're, okay, all browsers will clear storage out um, when they feel like it, right? Like So uh, Chrome's model is, is based on like when the browser is in storage pressure, it will start clearing out origin's worth of storage. And it is like the whole origin at a time, like the HTTP cache is a special thing because individual items can drop out of that at any point, that's the contract. Um, Whereas we will never just like remove index DB from an origin. We will never just remove one item from the cache API or one key from local storage. The whole origin will Mm -hmm. be collected if it's using up too much space and and it's a kind of like uh, LRU uh, system. Safari are looking at being much more aggressive than that and their pattern is, if a site is not used in seven days' worth of use of Safari, and there's a lot of little details in in, in that sentence, but it, if that limit is reached, then it will clear out the storage of the origin. Um, so that means if seven days pass, and in only you, you only use Safari on three of those days, then you've only increased the counter by three days. So that's what it means by like days' use of. safari so if you go on holiday and you turn your phone off for two weeks or whatever then it's not like you're going to lose everything because that was zero days use of of safari um another caveat to that is that in safari or on ios if you add a site to the home screen it's kind of its own little container it's sort Mm -hmm. of its own little instance of safari kinder um or it certainly is in terms of this so if you're on the home screen then it counts as like seven days' usage of th- that app, which kind of means that it will never expire. Because to to achieve a day's usage of that, you have to then visit the origin. So the counter resets. So you, you'll never go to the seven days.
1: And I think right. that's really important, right? It means like once you're, if someone installs your app to the home screen, you're, face, you're safe from being randomly evicted or that your yes. cache just gets kicked. So you, it will continue to work offline, which is. On Safari, it's kind of special anyway, because if I remember, or on iOS, if I remember correctly, if you you go to a website, you, you use it, maybe it makes use of IDB and all other things, and then you decide to install it, the installed version will have a different IDB than the one in the browser. So I had this with the Prox game that we wrote that I was playing it in the browser, like navigating to prox.app, playing it, getting my high score, being proud of it, whatever. And then I decided to actually install to the home screen and my high score was gone. Because it's a separate instance of Safari with its own cache, um
0: whereas in chrome it's it's it's, shared. it's it gets yeah. the real browser storage, yeah, yeah it's I, I think yeah, there was a lot of drama it.
1: around this which was mostly based around hard to read descriptions I want to say, like I didn't want to say misinformation, but it was they were definitely not being clear in their announcement around this, I
0: feel like yeah, and they have updated the, their docs since then in in response to developer feedback um but there is still that case of users now have to add the thing to the home screen if they want like if they want storage to last beyond 7 days really um so the they? the problem cases here are things where you visit you don't visit very frequently but the data is very important to you so that would be things like um my tripit is my go-to example for stuff like this um like i mean i don't go to tripit very often Anyway, especially now, uh, because I have. Remember no when to we used to to fly? I know. Wow. Um, <laughs> but so it's something I, I don't visit often. But when I go there, it's very important that it's remembered. The last thing I told it, you know. Um, so yes, it, in new Safari World, that wouldn't it wouldn't be there, right? Unless you've added it to the home screen, in which case the data will be there, uh, as long as you fetched it on that particular mini instance of Safari. Um, yeah which represents the home screen version of that Safari
1: website. doesn't support persistent storage api right no yeah so i guess yeah. then the like the big implication of this is that
4: the the difference cause progressive web apps are a bit of a spectrum right i mean it's it feels like um the technologies that go into a progressive web app it's not just a an on off situation right you can gradually add more and more technologies and more and more features to 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 benefit more and more um, but the kind of mm. threshold, the, the kind of the threshold in many people's mind is, is it installed on my home screen? Um, and this makes that really, that makes it kind of quite stark, the difference there. Because if it's installed on your home screen, then yes, you can enjoy all of the those various benefits. But if it's a website that happens to be using lots of the different um, technologies that go into progressive web apps and the things that kind of empower the web to do more interesting things, but you haven't installed it as something on your home screen. You're just enjoying it as a as a URL that you visit from, from whatever. Then the risk is that that will then become quite underpowered because it will be stripping out some of these capabilities after a certain amount of time. Is that is that a, a kind of a fair reading of that the consequences? Yes.
0: Yeah, they have uh, this other API um, called is logged in, which I think can change some of the. The heuristics around the storage cleaning I have to say I don't know that stuff off the top of my head though but mm. I know that's, that they are they are looking at ways um, of working around that and it involves tying things to login in some way which means that like, it, it's still not useful if you're just wanting to store someone's high score locally and you don't want to have to have that on the server mm. there's no help there you were just going to lose that data in uh, seven days of, of not use uh, within Safari
4: all right, so here's here's the here's what we should do. You know, we're we're coming up on time. Time is precious, mm. but something else that's precious is quizzes. Now, we don't want to wow. over deliver on segue. our promise to under deliver um, with regard to quizzes. <laughs> but but you you two fine gentlemen have put some put some effort in, and you've oh, you've seen yes. you've seen how yes. you've seen how that we uh, sometimes are a little bit thin on quizzes. Um, so you've you've brought one of your own. So. So maybe that would be the perfect crescendo to this to this podcast what what are your thoughts
1: Yes yes and I, and I yes. feel like we we are rivaling podcasts we we hate each other's guts and so mm-hmm. we need of course <laughs> uh, there needs to be a way for, to declare a winner and so we basically have I'm going to let Jake introduce the actual quiz but the concept is that we have 12 questions and if you get 6 or more rights, you will be deemed to have won this quiz mm.
3: so, I'm so yes, the quiz, frightened the quiz I'm is genuinely called called so frightened Six is winning 50% is winning Well must be very nervous
4: have I just, just, um, it, have I just unwittingly stumbled into Like a, a public version of the Google interview process That's going to be <laughs> and, and, like for my, for my humiliation This is the easy yeah, this, version That was a long pause ones. That was a very long <laughs> pause for that question
0: I'm sorry Okay Joe. so the quiz is called Not or not um, and it's about when <laughs> things do not exist. Um, so what we're going to give you is we're oh going course. to give you uh, an API. Uh, and the, these APIs oh. generally get a thing uh, depending on like some parameters. They give it some parameters. It goes to try and get that thing. Um, but what we want to know is what do these things return when they fail to find a match for the uh, the thing you're querying? Uh. So... Uh, can you give us oh, a question? So we well, I tell you what, should we give you a question? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Surma, do you wanna do you wanna do you wanna kick things off? Question, question one Question one.
1: Document query selector for something that doesn't exist.
0: So this will be like dot does not exist when that does not match anything in the document. So we're not talking about invalid selectors. It's a valid selector, but it doesn't match anything in the document.
3: Uh, what does this function return? Oh. Phil and I are working together on this, right? We can confer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please confer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either null or undefined. I, was, I can't remember which one. I
4: was leaning towards undefined, and that uh, logic is based on gut instinct and what seems like a memory, but nothing deeper than that.
3: <laughs> yeah, and errors of the, like, cannot read property foo of undefined. Would I, th- I think I've hit that a million times. It feels like so I've I would encountered go, that. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Uh, I'm glad this isn't. Is that, our, is that our final answer? Are we saying undefined?
3: I think we should say undefined. Undefined. That well, is incorrect. That is I'm incorrect. Ah. The, yes, the answer is null. Oh, sugar. Damn that's it. really bad. That was question one as well, and that's a common API that I use a lot. Zero for one, Jake. Second one. <laughs> can
4: I? Can I say that um, the look of delight on your face is, is not welcome at this point. It's not welcome <laughs> and it's not <laughs> helpful.
0: I'm really annoyed about that one. <laughs> um, okay, question two. Uh, div. First child on an empty div.
4: The, by the way, this, the this the conferring her stuff. <laughs>
0: Phil, Phil just, didn't work last time, so it's just Phil silence Phil just climbed now. under his desk in despair. <laughs> See,
4: <laughs> what, what you two don't realize is that on this podcast, we like to do a little something called building tension. Now it doesn't, doesn't, in, doesn't suggest for a minute that we don't know It doesn't suggest that we're struggling We're doing it for the sake of our listeners uh, a, little, a little something
0: called craftsmanship, my friends But, but while you're trying cool. very carefully For any clickety-clackety noises Would
4: you mind repeating the, the question In the vain hope that that somehow helps me?
0: Div.firstchild on an empty div
3: Well, again, it's undefined or null. I think.
4: I want. To, I want to say undefined again. I want. To, <laughs> if, but I don't. I don't want to give the impression that I'm a multiple choice choice boy who's just kind of going down C for all of you know. I'll stick with the same answer, and then uh, <laughs> the laws of probability will be right. I. I wonder. My instinct is undefined, but I. I can't. I can't justify it.
3: I can't justify anything we've done in the last hour. So, <laughs> um, or in life. Are we, well, oh, um, oh, this is
0: going quickly. Whoa. You're not it's coming back. It's undefined,
4: and I'm confident about it.
1: Go on, do it.
3: undefined.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> you're confidently wrong. Oh, uh, bother! It is. It is null. It is indeed. Why? Null. Why? Okay, right, well, so do, why I, don't I you start right adding
4: some that. value here? Why is it null?
1: Why? Why would that be? So we, we we test ran this quiz with Jason Miller, and he said, "If it's Dom, it's null." Wait, well, could have told us that two questions. Yeah,
4: again. that would have been. I mean,
0: we're not saying he's right, though. No, <laughs> just, that's, just, that's what Jason Miller <laughs> oh, that's, said.
4: That's what he said as he as he was like throwing his toys around. After that,
0: that's what that's what he said. First question. Uh, in, have we got ten more sense, of these things? Yeah, let's keep going. Let's so going. I probably so, need to speed up yeah. a bit. Go Pick on, and the pace. Number
1: three, local storage.getItem, which is a function where you pass in the key that you want to get. So local storage.getItem and the string does not exist. What does this function return? Trying to find something in local storage that doesn't exist. I don't really use the local storage API I think that's all. undefined. And that is good. And that is good? <laughs> because it's synchronous, and so we prefer IDB nowadays. But, Very good. you know, it's still there.
0: So, come on, then. What's your, what's your answer? Jake's, no, Jack's undefined. making
4: noises about undefined. I was leaning towards mm. null. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, no, I, but Jake. Uh, Jack said it with such confidence. Uh, undefined.
0: I'm afraid it's null. Oh, fuck. Oh, so. Oh, it's tough, isn't it? It's tough. Yeah. Okay. This is question, really embarrassing. Uh, This is not good. So you've got a uh, get item on local storage. We've just covered that. But you can also access local storage things by just doing local storage dot uh, and the, the key name. Uh, so local storage dot does not exist. Uh, Undefined. know you could do that. It. Undefined? Undefined. Yeah, because it's just an object
3: look
1: up. Oh, that, that's yeah. a reason I've never thought about. But that is indeed correct. Yes! you have points scored. on the board you have scored your first point we Water are from four oh, what a glorious
4: right. performance okay
1: <laughs> keep rolling. uh the service worker cache or the cache oh, api no, that gosh. you use in service worker what if you try to match against something that doesn't exist so you try to usually you call caches.match and then pass in a url that you want to try to find in the cache and you don't have it in the cache what does yeah, it it this, return? Is,
0: this is an asynchronous API, so it returns a promise, but what does that promise resolve with?
4: We're, we're bordering on building too much tension at this point,
3: Jack. Uh, Null. No. Oh, hang on. <laughs> oh, I don't uh, I don't know, and I don't know if I care anymore. <laughs> we, have bro- we have broken them going
0: to have to press you for an answer we've got loads of these to get through
4: null no. No.
0: Fi- final answer
4: well I heard Sermon say no but I'll, I'll, sti- I'll stick no with no that, sure. that as our final answer because I because I know you're enjoying it's- yourselves
0: yeah so it's undefined that one um, okay next one what about uh, new newmap.get does not exist so it's a- an empty map and you're doing dot gets, and you're passing in the string does not exist, which clearly uh. doesn't exist because it's a new map. <laughs> so this, this isn't
3: DOM because this is ECMAScript. So like, yeah, yeah. I well, are you gonna undefined. go with JSON? I was looking at the documentation for maps yesterday.
4: Oh, excellent.
3: All you, Jack. But no, I don't remember, I don't know it. Clearly not very efficient I about didn't. it.
1: No.
3: Final answer? Undefined.
1: That is correct! Second point. For the
3: fission script What's podcast. That? Two Convent. from six. So we need four um, of the next six to, to win this test. You might you might you might still get there to be honest.
4: I think the word, I think the phrase winning is
1: being used a bit liberally <laughs> yeah. at the moment. No one's winning. <laughs> Document
3: dot parent node. Well you'd hope that'd be the same as first child. If it's Which DOM, it's null. null. If it's DOM, it's null. Null. Correct. Yes, another yes. point
0: on the board. Three. Um, we are on a roll, Jack. We are
4: on a roll. Yeah, Hang on, can we now. pause? I'm just gonna go and get some champagne for the celebration. You never do <laughs> <a shot. laughs>
0: So you've got half the points needed to win now. Um, what about this one? So you've got the custom elements API. You've got custom elements.get mm. and you pass in the name of a tag and you get the stuff, but custom elements dot get and you pass in does not exist, which hasn't been registered as a custom element.
4: The way that, as you, the way that you say hasn't been registered as a custom custom element makes me lean towards undefined.
1: I agree. Is that your final answer?
4: Yes, because yes,
0: because I'm confident.
1: That's correct. Yes. another point. It's box gone selection.
0: and it's undefined. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. I was going to
1: say it's that's called dumb. Jason Miller. Jason um, Miller, four in the from
3: right eight. Direction, but we've really picked up, Phil. Come on, we can we can do it. We,
1: All right, so window. Window dot parent on a top level window.
3: Ooh. Well, the DOM parent node is null.
4: Mm. I mean, it's and as good as logic as as. <laughs> <when> <laughs> we do <Our> fingertips. <laughs> null, yeah, pro se, tip, no, pro tip: there
0: is no null. Yeah. Well, I'm afraid your mistake there was trying to apply, apply logic, um, <laughs> window.parent on the top level window points to itself, so it is oh. a window object.
4: <laughs> oh, you crafty, Oh, you cheeky so and so That's naughty.
0: <laughs> I thought right, it was always um,
3: null or undefined.
0: So, we're gonna take you, we're gonna take you back for these, for these last couple of questions We here. have three uh, left, right. and you need to score all three of them. Phil, this is on
3: you, so we're taking
0: it back. Oh no,
1: you had four, you had four, right? Then you yes, need so score, you need to get two. You to get two.
0: All right. Okay, so, okay. Um, so document.all uh, was a, a, an old way of accessing elements in the DOM by their mm-hmm. name. Uh, so uh, document.all does not exist.
3: I have never used that API. And that is good. But, but I would lean towards undefined because that's if you looked up a key in an object that would be what you'd get if that didn't exist but again one of these is going to
4: one of these is going to return something like not a number isn't it it's going to be something (laughs) like something ridiculous (laughs) because the internet um yeah let's go with your answer jack
1: so undefined yeah that is correct yeah it is so that was document.all. does not exist but there's also a .item function on document.all that does the exact same thing but instead takes a string parameter rather than doing that via the dot notation. So document.all.item invoked with a parameter does not exist. I would I would
4: love I would love the my faith in API design and standards to suggest that that would be the same and would also be undefined. And so I'm tempted to say that just because I'd love that to be the case, but
1: aspirational answer. It's what it should be.
4: It's what it should be, and this is what we'll change it to somehow. uh, If that's not the case, so I'd like to I'd like to suggest undefined.
0: I'm afraid it's null. Unbelievable. But but that's interesting because it all comes down to this final question. Okay. All right. Focus, Jack. It's all or nothing. And we're going to take, it's a a slightly, this question's at a slightly different angle. (laughs) Last Um,
4: question, are you happy? (laughs)
0: Have you lost the will to live? Or to do web development? (laughs) Type of document.all. That's undefined. Hang on. That's, That's undefined.
3: So can you say it again what was it
0: type of type of document dot all so type of <laughs> document dot all so but, and do you know, can do doc- type of type of returns a string right like mm. we know that
3: yeah sorry i interrupted you no 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 so document dot all was the thing where you can do document dot all dot blah and get that thing back <laughs> right i mean yeah yeah, yeah. So, that was a, the last two questions. were yeah, document.all yeah. does not exist. Document.all.item. So, therefore, it should be a um, string object. Object. Phil, do you
0: agree?
1: I bet it's since not. Since it's all
0: coming down to this question, I, I will. If you want, I will let you pick different answers. And one of you will be no, no, because that right. makes that's
4: even worse. We- at least I had the <laughs> shelter of. Uh, of- <laughs> this, is, this is how we
1: play you against each other. You have to backstab
0: each other to yeah, win. Don't the try
3: quiz. and drive a divide down this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So was that final answer? We've got the the string
3: object. It's going to be that, or it's going to be annoying and be array. But I think it's going to be object. The answer. I-
4: I don't I don't know oh. <laughs> I
3: don't know.
0: The answer type of document dot all equals undefined the string undefined. The string uh, undefined.
4: What, that, yes. I, I well, was gonna say that. I was so gonna say you that. You did say that. That's the logical... You were, and you were
0: so confident that's as well. That's the so logical, logical thing,
4: really isn't it? That's the logical the logical thing.
0: So so document.all is, is super magic. So People started using it for um, browser detection. They used it to detect, like, Internet Explorer versus other browsers. So, document.all was given certain magic properties. Um, if you do if document.all, it will return falsy, even though it is an object. Um, but it is, it is an object. It is not, it, you know, if you do equals equals null or equals equals false or equals equals undefined that that was that comes back true but it is not equals 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 any of those things and it is type of undefined and this was just to stop all of the code paths that were assuming internet explorer if document.all existed it was just to disable all of those
4: i don't think i've ever had more of an incentive to go back to trying to author Interactive CD ROMs. That's, uh, <laughs> the, that's the medium for me from here on in. Um, thank you, Jen. Gentle- so, what was our final score? It was five.
0: Five. Five. It was five. Oh, five. It was so oh, close. close. So, we were, yeah. we were. And
1: also, now I'm terrified of the quiz that you're going to prepare for us because <laughs> I feel like there's, there's a sense of payback.
4: Well, I'm very, I, I'm very grateful that you went to such efforts to, to make us feel the way we're currently feeling. <laughs> um, this is, is, <laughs> we aim to please. He's very very generous. Um, We've d- learned not
3: to have guests on the show again. No more guests. That's no good, more learning. Learning. It's it's a good learning. Uh, learning it's, for it's a lesson for
4: learned, so yeah. um,
0: and it's it's a valuable one. So we thank you for that. But no, I mean, yeah, I, t- I will say that I don't think uh, either of us would have done well on that quiz either. Like if <laughs> we hadn't prepared it ourselves. <laughs> Jason so. was actually frustratingly good. Was he? But he? He was actually. yeah. But he is also
1: yeah. very he knows these things for whoever knows why like he just has some, these things in his head somebody has to know some of these things surely well he's the kind of person who can handcraft es3 that runs back to ie6 and still make it look like modern javascript yeah, it's, that's no biggie i mean i think
4: i think if that was the test we would have been fine um so, <laughs> but, but not not that that's something you should actually test us on gents thank you so much for being uh being part of our little podcast, it's lovely to, to see your smiley faces. Um, not that we get yeah, to share that with everyone; everyone else just has to imagine the smiling. Um, but we're <laughs> we're very very grateful. Um, this is usually the the part of the episode where we we hear something in the background,
3: and it's is that Phil's rock choir I can hear.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that there, there's a threat. No, no I think I, <laughs> I think it's a, a a jolly little sea shanty. I think I think we're we're ready to wrap it up and uh, hear how. Jack takes us out to the end of the podcast. Although it won't be Jack, it will be Jade. The next voice you hear will be Jade.
0: So they they do like this like outro wrap-up thing on Vision yeah. Scripts. We've never done this so, have. We? No. Don't but, really. What, what,
1: like, I mean, people just listened to the episode, but what do we even say? Aren't they? Seems I mean, at like, this point, you're usually not s- it? Yeah, you're usually sick of our voices at this point.
0: Yeah, um, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't win the quiz, though. That was. I, I, it was getting. Joe, it was getting tight towards the end. Tight towards it, the It end. was. I thought they were gonna. Yeah. It was.
1: It couldn't have been written any better. We, we tried. As I said, like we tried this with Jason, and I actually didn't count, but he knew way too much, and I was worried that they were just gonna steamroll it. So I'm kind of glad. Well, I'm glad that they didn't get it, but on the other hand, I feel like we've just made them angry and they're gonna. They're gonna
0: make us cry. Come around our houses and. Because give that's us the viruses. plan, isn't
1: it? The plan is that they come on to our podcast next time.
0: Yes, yeah, the next episode, uh, if, if all goes well and all planning works out, uh, we're gonna have them on our show and they're gonna have to deal with our I format. I mean, all, all planning works out. <laughs> is there anything that could interfere
1: with plans right now? That's Remember true. when we used that to work? True. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Should we come up with a format for next time so we can actually send them something to adhere to? Because otherwise,
0: it's just a free for all. I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll give it a go. But uh, but until then, uh, what's left to say apart from happy next time? Happy next time. Bye.